0: Hello and welcome back to the Micro Advice Podcast. Today, our spotlight is on experience delivered by one of the fastest growing accelerators on the market, OnDeck. OnDeck is a modern educational institution that unites people around the globe across a variety of different programs, such as founders, podcasters, content creators, VCs, customer success, and many, many more aspiring entrepreneurs. To learn more about this amazing experience that OnDeck is offering, We're here with Head of Experience, Trish Kennelly. Trish, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today.
1: Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. I am always excited for an opportunity to nerd out about customer experience, so I'm excited for the conversation.
0: Oh, hey, me too. (laughs) Trish, so currently, On Deck offers 19 programs across a global community of 1,400 fellows, 300 companies founded, mine's one of them, and 250 million raised. So I will speak from a personal experience that as an alumnus of the OnDeck founders cohort, you've nailed the customer experience. So to orient our audience, what is OnDeck and what are you trying to do in the startup ecosystem?
1: Well, first of all, thanks for the kind words. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad your experience was an excellent one and excited for you to, to pepper in. <laughs> amazing, amazing. <laughs> excited for you to pepper in some real life mm-hmm. customer voice as, as we talk through things today. But I think it's it's actually tricky to, to describe exactly what on deck is in just one line. But if I had to do it, I would say it's the place that top talent comes to accelerate their ideas and careers I'm surrounded by a community of peers. So that is probably the quick headline, but there's a lot in there because I think. There's there's a lot of different areas within the on-deck ecosystem. So in one sense, it's an ecosystem and a network. In other senses, it's a it's a tight-knit community of peers on a similar journey as you. And in another sense, there's a lot of educational structure side of that as well. So we kind of think of it as coming together from all of these different ang- angles to essentially accelerate top talent and where they're going. And we hope that the output of that is more companies and more people that are able to really positively impact the world by building new things.
0: Uh, that's amazing. I love it, and I love the way that OnDeck connects the various different stages of a company. So, anything from founder to content creator, which may happen at a, at a later stage or first fifty, the venture side of it, or angel investing, or even healthcare and other areas. It, it's amazing how it's building this ecosystem. So, yeah. so with that and all these different programs that some of which I I just described, I think. Uh, something like forty is the plan by the end of the year. How do you build a cohesive strategy around all of these different facets of a company's operations?
1: Yeah, this is an amazing question and one that we ask ourselves really often. And we and we've been learning along the way, and I think we'll continue to learn more. But we actually started when with just founders, so we were fully focused on the founder fellowship, and all of our customers were founders and as time went on we started to see that like within the founder community tons of needs were being met but we also started to learn more and more about founders and what they needed throughout the journey and found that not all of those things can be found within a founder community and they needed capital and distribution and talent to hire and all of these different things so we started to think, what if we built other communities as well and served those communities and then created these kind of bigger network effects? So that was kind of the early thinking around all of these different types of people are actually the supply to each other's demand, and you can create these these amazing flywheels between different communities. So as we started along that path, we also quickly found out our special sauce is really deeply understanding what customers need. Why are you coming to this fellowship? What's your goal at the end of it? We're going to accelerate your path to get there by like providing the platform and the community that will, that will help you along the way. And so as we started to, to explore more and more different types of community members, we found that those needs really vary a lot. So even within a bunch of founders, you'll have folks with like very different needs, whether they're early on exploring ideas or whether they've already started to gain traction with their idea. And then you see even a greater variety of those once you start to look at different types of fellowships. So when we start to think about our sector fellowships, for example, climate tech, a lot of people there are also founders. But instead of being focused on some of the things we see in the founder fellowship, they're also focused on expanding their network in the climate space. So what we've kind of learned to do is anchor exactly on the customer need. So one question that you may remember that we ask everybody in their onboarding into on deck is what is success for you at the end of the fellowship in one to two sentences? And I have read every single response we've ever gotten to that question and we manually categorize a good bit of them and it really helps us to understand, okay, these are the different reasons why people in each fellowship are coming here and what success looks like. And so now as we start... Started to get a feel, there's like a bit more pattern recognition. So we can see where people are trying to go from zero to one, we know this type of program structure really supports that. Where people are more trying to expand a network instead of go from a zero to one point, then we know that this type of program structure really supports that. So that's really allowed us to kind of start to see: okay, there's a million different customer needs. Actually, they fit into these kind of like rough categories, and each category has a different structure that can help support it. So it's just a matter of talking to people figuring out what their goals are and then kind of arranging the right structure to deliver on that it's obviously a little bit hairier when you're when you're in the messy middle part of it but directionally i think that's that's kind of we haven't found this like this is the silver bullet for how we do everything but we more found this is the process that we can go through learn about what customers need deliver on it
0: that is an incredible explanation what I caught in there is one, you define outcomes right from the beginning, where you understand what each customer's outcome is, and then segment them in to define those are based on those outcomes. So, and again, yes, I, I do remember that question, which I thought to myself at the time, very few organizations are really seeking, what is it that I'm trying to get out of this? What's the goal that I'm trying to achieve by doing this. And then I recall even throughout, we track back to that goal. Are you achieving this? Whenever I've had my one-on-ones with the various different uh, folks from on deck, it's, hey, here's your goal. Are we meeting that? Are you hitting these milestones? Incredible way of tracking success.
1: Amazing, amazing.
0: So Trish, with defining a clear return on investment or ROI for this type of program, I I know this is a struggle that many organizations have when specifying what exact customer experience they're trying to deliver. So with that, how do you measure success among a broad community of customers? Because you mentioned so many in there, and I would venture to say that they all have a different metric of success.
1: Ah, oh, you got so many good, good uh, hard hitting questions to to <laughs> dig into. Uh, this is fun. This is fun. So I actually one of the things that's really unique about the on deck platform and that probably many others can relate to as well, is it's it's a community. We are building our own product. We do have educational curriculum, but at the core, it's a community, which means that in some sense, people join in a community is a very dynamic creature. You know, it's not like we do this and this is the output. It's just a lot, a lot different and a lot going on in there. So that can make it a little bit tricky to to sometimes measure as effectively as I think you can measure sometimes with, with just more objective things. But I don't think it's impossible to measure by by any means. So what we kind of look for in terms of just like baseline, we always look at these metrics across every fellowship and we know where they're at um, at all times are engagement and MPS. So engagement, we have the philosophy that we're not actually trying to maximize engagement with On Deck, right? So yourself as a founder, really, really anybody who joins the program, right? Like designers in the Design Fellowship, they're full-time designers. So if a designer is spending fifty hours a week with On Deck, that's actually probably more of a problem than a good thing. So we are not interested in, in maximizing engagement, but we are interested in minimizing unengagement. So we want to make sure that if people are are part of a fellowship, if we have people who are almost never signing into Slack, almost never coming to sessions, almost never engaging in different opportunities, we know they're not getting value from from the platform and we wanna figure out why. So we always track kind of minimum engagement and when there are folks who are below minimum engagement, we we, we go see what's going on. And honestly, most of the time when that happens, it's it's because people had other things come up in life. And I think this is always a good reminder of how much in customer experience, it's easy to get zoomed out into these big frameworks, but then it's actually like, that this person's not engaged because they had sold like shoulder surgery last week and they need to be deferred to the next cohort, right? So just having these metrics in place kind of helps us find what, what actually is the right path for everybody. So engagement is a big one. And then we also look at NPS. So I think NPS is is a pretty good standard and I like that it kind of at the same time tells you your customers are getting value from the experience, but also your customers are, interested in bringing in kind of their existing community, colleagues, friends to the experience. So it's kind of a, a double hitter. So NPS and engagement are our baselines. So another one that kind of loops back to to this exact question around like, what is success for you in one to two sentences? So if I like zoom out of everything, kind of like, here's how the business works. And here's how we measure things. At the end of the day, if you if you come into On Deck with a certain type of goal in mind, and that goal, again, could be to ship your MVP or to connect with three like-minded people that you haven't been able to find for working on similar things as you, whatever those goals are, if you don't achieve those by the end of the fellowship, that like I think it's fair to say that you didn't get the value you were looking for. So one of the the uh, big kind of things that we benchmark and look at is at the end of every fellowship, we ask people, hey, here's what you said success was, did you get there? And we ask them to rate that on a one to five scale. And if anybody is below, uh, I think, a three, a th- like a one, two, or a three, we ask like, hey, what happened? Why not? And we try to learn about that, right? And in some cases, people say, you know, my goal changed and I ended up doing in this this instead. And so that's a real positive. But I think in general, that's kind of one of the big ways that we that we measure success is like, hey, you, you got to the goal that you were trying, trying to reach kind of through this fellowship experience. And so in a world where engagement is solid, NPS is solid, and people are achieving their goals, that's where you start to see these insane effects of like huge numbers of referrals. You have really a high retention as people finish their fellowships and, and become alumni. So I think those are kind of the foundations that I see in place that I think breed kind of all the other good stuff that you start to see on top of that.
0: Wow, that's incredible. And there's a lot of good metric information in there that I would imagine almost any startup could benefit from, namely the engagement. And then are you achieving the outcomes your customers set out to achieve using your platform? I think that's great. So let's talk a little bit about online versus offline experience, because as I understand it, OnDeck originally started more as a, local community or group in the Bay area, where obviously we were hit with the pandemic and it had to immediately pivot to a more online experience, which has been great and helped it expose to a greater reach. So how do you balance these two? And I, I know this is something that almost every company in the world could face today. And there may be many even going forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like we're we're all in this together with the in person, hybrid, virtual, in person, hybrid, virtual kind of waves of, right. of COVID. Um, so I don't think there's there's any kind of like perfect fix for this, but I do think it's a really exciting period of time because I feel like we're we're getting to the point where there's some potential to kind of like establish a new normal, uh, where things will probably look different than they were pre COVID. But we also are with vaccination timelines and in different areas of the world, obviously being different. But in some areas, we're starting to see this these moments where, hey, it's actually possible to like start to establish what the new normal is, we can start to evolve from the fully virtual format. And I would say, with on deck, I think one of the big things we've seen is like, Fully virtual is amazing for accessibility. Like we have had people meeting people from other continents and and forming super tight relationships that wouldn't have been possible if we were fully in person in San Francisco. And in addition to that, we've seen like just amazing amounts of kind of different ways of thinking and people with different experiences joining. And I also think we wouldn't have that type of diversity if we weren't able to go virtual and therefore kind of fully global. So I think we'll always keep that, that nature with, and we actually just had a team all hands yesterday where it was like, yes we are going to be able to meet up in person but we're always going to be a remote first company because we're always going to be a global community and those things are so are so tightly intertwined but on the other side of that i think it is hard to reproduce all of the types of moments that we can have that connect us virtually So I am excited to bring back a lot of different in-person opportunities. And we've started to do a bunch of experimentation. So we have been doing some uh, what we're calling city drops to bring together the the tech community in different cities. So we actually just yesterday, I believe, announced a New York drop to bring together uh, different people in New York who are in the space. And we are also starting to look towards very curated retreats as kind of opportunities to bring people together. Like, Hey, we're all founders working on this part of the zero to one process. So let's all, you know, get out of the city for for a long weekend and and maximize the progress we can make and, and form some relationships around that. So, we have a bunch of, um, exciting ideas coming. One more to mention that I'm really excited about is that uh, actually going back to our roots of the, of the kind of like local city ambassadors. So we are just about to bring back the kind of local chapters um, that are really going to be community led, but a chance for someone like me sitting out here in Portugal to, to find everybody else in the on deck community who's close to Lisbon, um, and just have some ways to, to connect in person as well. So, That was a very long way of saying, I don't, I think every company will, will navigate this differently and every community will, will navigate this differently. For sure. Our take is that we will be like global virtual first because the diversity and accessibility that we've seen from that is incredible and foundational for us, but lots of opportunities to also create like really unique in-person experiences along the way.
0: Yeah, that is amazing. I love some of those examples that you're focused on and having these little micro communities locally, but still connected to the broader ecosystem for OnDeck and benefiting from all the other knowledge and experience of folks around the world. That's, that's incredible. Uh, Trish, so last question for today. This has been great. I love hearing some of the way that OnDeck is delivering these things that we've experienced on the front end. So with with this last question, what has been the biggest challenge you've seen over the course of OnDeck so far? I know many fast-growing startups are, are struggling in, in various different ways to develop product and marketing and community of customers and balancing all this. So from an organization that helps other startups, what's something that maybe you've experienced? And if you can, any ways that you're working to overcome it
1: Yeah, it's a really great question, and so many different things pop to mind. I think one thing that is like one of my favorite kind of challenges that in some ways I feel is like a meta challenge that just, is just is like always, always present in every day when like we're, we're still really early on. Right. So we, we see ourselves as like a hundred year vision and a hundred year institution. And we're in the really early days of that. And so I think that part of the transition right now is like, we learn new things every day. Like, you'll have all of a conversation with a customer, we'll see something in feedback, we'll have a Q&A and a new question comes up, like, we see new ways that that like customers are engaging with or wanting to engage with on deck every single day. And so it's a constant battle of prioritization, and trying to kind of like constantly place on that like two by two of effort to value, Should we go with these quick wins? Should we actually prioritize this thing that's gonna take a lot of effort, but could be amazing? Oh, here's a new shiny object, right? Like there's so many kind of like new exciting things to to always run towards. So I think for us, just continuing to try to prioritize is a tricky one And, and finding the right balance of you can kind of shift. A new v1 really often in this type of environment which is really exciting but figuring out when to also ship like the v2 and the v3 and standardize things is a tricky kind of slope to to crawl up and i've seen this with yeah with a ton of like founders in our community as well as it's like when do you concentrate on the core versus try that new different thing or not or the other way and uh, and it's always a bit of a, a data driven decision but at the same time you don't have all the data so at the end of the day you have to lean on a hunch or an anecdote or whatever it might be so yeah i'd say just prioritizing what opportunities to to do now versus later versus not at all is is kind of one of our big pieces and actually one thing that that is really cool for us is we have a super engaged community so it's actually possible for me to just say Hey, you five people who I know I've talked to about this, we're deciding between this and this, like what would be most valuable for you? And you just get immediate answers of, of, Oh, I would never use that. Or, Oh, that would be a total game changer for me. So that is actually one, one of the really bright sides of having like a really community-based customer experience. Is it's, I think it's, we have a, the, the privilege and the ease of, of learning really quickly around how to do that.
0: Trish, this has been great. Thank you so much for the expert knowledge that you shared today. This is wonderful. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear some of these tips and tricks that you shared.
1: Amazing. Well, thanks for having me. Looking to, to stay uh, staying on top of all the other tips and tricks coming through other episodes. And yeah, I really appreciate the conversation. This is fun.
0: Absolutely. And thank you all for listening. If you have any thoughts on a customer experience podcast topic, drop me a line on LinkedIn. As always, you can find this episode and many more on Spotify, iTunes and YouTube. Thanks again. Have a great week. See you right back here. Same place, same time next week. Bye now.